28 and I'm trying to shape history Pulling from the sky for some strength to take with me Line up the stars, uh, fly away quickly And push the world forward like a tidal wave hit me I ride the wave swiftly, I fear no man G'day guys, welcome to this episode of Ask Jack D Today I'm with Oshrak Ginsberg The man, the legend, the legendary Australian <laughs> TV host In the flesh At my place in Mossman Of course, with my usual co-host, Mr. Bear um, we've just done a really cool podcast. It was good. Uh, Osh has in interviewed me. I've never learned so much being interviewed <laughs> before. We can both talk. We're, we're good at talking, aren't we, mate? Oh, no, no surprises. I'm there. good in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this so, is Ask Jack. This is Ask you a question. You ask me a question. All right. The, I'd say the number one pressing uh, thing that is on the mind of any entrepreneur or anybody that sets their own boundaries, anybody that sets their own hours, is what can you, what light can you shed upon um, setting the boundary between work and home? Particularly mm. if people are working from home, particularly mm. if there's family at mm. home, particularly if you're working across multiple time zones. Yep. I mean, I'll, I'll be at home and I've actually had to carve out in my calendar, it actually says family time in my calendar. So when people try and book me overseas, because I do a lot of work between here and Amsterdam, um, they just can't get me because otherwise I'll be on the phone till bloody two in the morning. Yeah. How do you maintain that boundary? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, I don't believe in work-life balance because I think it positions work as the enemy. Mm -hmm. What I focus on is work-life harmony, meaning how can I align what I do in my work and in my business with who I truly am, right? So my lines are very blurred because when I stop working, I'll working in inverted commas, I'll start reading, right? But I'm reading about a Steve Jobs or a Michelangelo or a Marcus Aurelius or an Oprah Winfrey or somebody. So I'm still in that moment because my obsession is uh, what influences history, what enables the world to change and how do we use business as a vehicle to do both? Right, so I probably don't have the separation thing down pat yet. You also don't have a kid in your house. I was about to say, mind you, I'm not a parent. Yeah. Right? So when I become a parent, I might adopt a different view. But right now, it's all... because those, especially, and people often get into being an entrepreneur when they're you know a younger yeah. man, a younger man or woman, yeah. and. Um, at the time that they become an entrepreneur, it's okay to work 20 hours a day and live yeah. on ramen and live on two minute noodles. But there is. <laughs> Which I don't. But then people do. People <laughs> are in the garage right I now doing that right now. Yeah. But there's <laughs> got to be a point where, you know, I used to have a boss, mentor, boss, the best kind. He'd always ask me, do you live to work or do you work to live? I just live. Yeah. Yeah. I just live. So I, I you know. As, as you know, I talk a lot about purpose and finding your path, mm -hmm. right? Um, I believe I'm here to um, help uh, change and shift education in, in some small or large way, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so that's what makes me happy. So, you know, like for instance, when I go into our Entrepreneur Development Centre in Sydney. Stand by, the, the dog the is dog attacking is, the camera yeah, person. Thanks, there we go. Sorry, Ben. Come back in the shop, Ben. Go back in the shop. But hey, it's like yeah. his father. Um, you know, when I go to our, our development centre in Sydney, we've got 70 staff there. They're all my best friends, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so my office is like a home. 
Um, my home is very much an office. Other than, I'll give you one separation. Downstairs, where the bedrooms are, are bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Up here is lounge room and office. Okay. So we don't take the office into the bedroom, uh -huh. which helps. That gives a little bit of separation. How do I do read? Um, so it's really hard for me to distinguish between when does work start and living stop because they're both so harmoniously intertwined. So who in your life, with a family, with a young family, yep. has done it great? Who's like, when I get there, I'm going to do it like them. What's, you don't have to say the name, but what's the example well, you could give about someone who's able to connect with their kids, connect with their partner, do stuff around the house and yep. yet still be effective? Because that's right. The thing is, when you're doing the kind of work that you do, and to some extent that I do, if I wanted to, I could I could answer emails five days yeah. in a row till midnight. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, you have to stop. The person I think who has done it the best in terms of work life harmony, great family, same wife for forty years, is Richard Branson. Right. He spends six months of his uh, year on his island, which is his home. Yeah. Um, and he's got, you know, he's got around 300 companies. He's got a great, genuinely great relationship with his children, uh, a, a genuinely, uh, authentically rich relationship with his wife, who he's had for 40 years. Um, and, he, and he doesn't balance the two. He harmonizes and intertwines the two. And he's a really good example of somebody who's, you know, he's an example. So I was on NECA last year. And it was the first time I ever saw an image of a billionaire that I think most people would want to emulate. Because everyone goes, I want to be a billionaire. And then you go, I think someone wrote a book about this. They go, do you really want to be a billionaire? Because statistically, it's three heart attacks, four divorces, court case every week. You know, that's what being a billionaire is. Yeah. And, and he would have a lot of that, right? But he doesn't have a lot of it in his personal life or his family life. Um, so he's a great example of somebody that's become successful doing it his way hasn't lost his spark or compromised his personality and has achieved great things and will leave an incredible legacy. Is that because he sees himself nourishing his family life as, sorry, this person is short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is, this is your last question. Oh. All right, I'll give you a short one because they're both two really long ones. <laughs> um, so Jack, how do you, you as who you are is one of the greatest assets that you have. How do you make sure that you are nourished in a family way? How do yeah. you connect with the people around you? Yeah. How do you stay connected with those people? And when a family comes into your life, how do you see that working? That's a really good, really good question. So I think we all have what I call happiness strategies, right? Which are things we do that help us reconnect to self. They're, always, they're often really, really simple. For every person, they're incredibly different. But for me, they're things like writing in a journal, going to the gym, time with a partner, time with my dog, uh, time with friends, reading is a big one for me, exercising, going to the Blue Mountains either by myself or you know with a couple of people. Um, and when I, I know that, and I don't schedule that sort of stuff, I'm not a schedule or structured person, but I know that when I do that sort of stuff, I reconnect to me and it rejuvenates sort of who I am in that given moment and it allows me to walk the path with a bit more clarity. So you're saying that if you didn't have those things, you wouldn't be as effective? I, I wouldn't be effective at all. You know, right. All of my effectiveness comes from my connectedness. And the minute I become disconnective, I be disconnected, I become incredibly ineffective. So yeah, so what I was saying earlier about the work I've done, it's not to the detriment of home, it's not to the detriment of self, it's quite the opposite. 
Um, it's actually to the enrichment of a home or, 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 or to the benefit of oneself. When what you are doing, you know, my measure of success is how much joy does one feel and therefore how much they are able to contribute to other people. Um, and I think that when you can achieve work-life harmony, uh, you have joy in both work and home. nothing's imperfect, right? But you can find a lot of joy in what you do every day. That's a short one, mate. Ginsburg, ladies and gentlemen. Mate, thank you. Thank you for coming. It was an awesome podcast. Where's the podcast going to be at? Uh, I'm going to try and get it out before. Whenever the high school results come out, mm. because we Good talked time. about we talked about some stuff that I think is very very important. I got involved with the reach out campaign about the life yep. is, there is life after year twelve, and I think it's super important to impress upon people mm. that if you didn't get that university getting into grade, doesn't mean everything's over. It actually means everything's beginning. And, uh, and I think our conversation really led to that. Mm -hmm. In the comments below, comment, how do you do work-life harmony? Or do you do work-life balance? Is there boundaries for you? How have you set up your world to ensure that you can achieve the most amount of joy possible while being the person that the people around you need to be and contribute to their lives as well? Guys, thank you for watching this episode of Ask Jack D. We look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. I'm sexualized a wish that I dreamed as a kid. Cause I'm lining up the stars uh, You know I'm